Welcome to another episode of NY Jets Fans Podcast with hosts Diamond Sharman and Chris. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter at Jets Fans. <clears throat> sorry, at Jets Fans Podcast. And Happy New Year to, to you and your family. Uh, 2020 was a hell of a year, but, you know, we all here and, and many blessings to y'all. Um, let's, let's just start off by, by saying the Jets, of course, they, they, they presented another win. Now we've now we're locked in for the number two uh pick in the draft. So Chris, what before we even talk about the Browns game, let's talk about more about the number two pick. What what do you see what do you see happening with that number two pick? Well, I, I think it's all gonna come down to are they gonna keep Sam or not? You know, if they keep Sam, then the options are wide open at either drafting the best player available to them or they could trade down if they get a nice package on a team trying to trade up, which would be nice to get all those extra picks, even though we have extra picks already. But um, so that's one, you know, that's the, the one, the one way to look at it. If we keep Sam, the other way, if we don't keep Sam, then that number two pick probably turns into one of the quarterbacks, you know, that we've heard Josh Fields, or, uh, or Wilson. So it's, it's going to be, I mean, the way I look at it, I don't see them holding on to Sam. I don't see a, a head coach, you know, a head coach coming in, being forced to accept uh, an unproven quarterback, you know, cause that's basically what Sam is. He's unproven, you know? Yeah. He's had some good games, but he's also had some pretty bad games as well. So he's still unproven. And does a guy, you know, does a, a guy coming in, let's say it's his first head coaching job. You know, I don't think he wants to take on an unproven quarterback for his first job. You know, let's say if it's B enemy or Daybold, you know, one of those guys that are going to get their first head coaching job. Do they want to be tied to an unproven quarterback? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't see it. That's why I think there's more of a chance that Sam isn't back, but of course there is a chance that he does come back. You know, Joe Douglas supposedly loves him, and that's the reason why he took the job in the first place. So maybe he does believe in him. So <clears throat> if he does, then you know what? We're going to have a lot more options with that second pick. Um, if they don't, you know, if they're moving on from Sam, then that second pick becomes, unfortunately, we're going to have to go for another quarterback again. And, you know, it's probably going to be the Wilson or Fields. At least that's what it's looking like right now. But things can change. You know, we still got a long way to go to get to the draft. Um, we still got an off season to get through free agents, uh, trades and everything else. So anything's possible, but that's, that's how I see it. Yeah. Um, I detect no lies in what uh, Chris just said there. Um, <laughs> I, I think, I think um, it, it totally depends on, on the organization's um uh, future outlook um if like like chris said if sam is the guy they think they could move forward with then that means they will package that that pick and try to get as many <coughs> draft picks to fill in as many holes as possible because lord knows we have a lot of holes um that that also um the new the way the way the cycle is going on right now you know from week to week or from month to month, just the month before the draft, uh, players move up or down. Um, uh, 
Uh, Wilson is a BYU kid, is, um, is the one trending right now. Um, Fields was before, but he's like taking a step back in people's minds. I think Fields is what Fields is. I don't think he's changed that much. I think he was playing well, but um, he, in my opinion, plays in a, in a system that kind of caters to um, making quarterbacks look really, really good. So, um, I mean, we'll break down these prospects a little bit more in, in, on a future date, but, but I think the second pick is, is, is going to be determined on what the organization wants to do moving forward with the position at quarterback, basically. And, and, you know, what they're going to do at head coach, because I think that would dictate or common sense would, would dictate that you would hire a coach and then have that coach make a decision on what he wants to do going forward, not the organization making a chance uh, and then marrying the coach with the quarterback, which is a very jet thing that happened and I hope never happens. Um, I think I would go ahead and hire my coach and then speak to him about the plan he would have going forward and move on with that plan. So um, let's see how that goes. Yeah, I just, I, I, and all in all in general, um, with, with the rumors, uh, don't know how true it is that this could be Adam Gaze's last game and could be fired which is like a, a, a start to a 2021 celebration, you could say. Um, <laughs> I, I just think yeah. that all, all in all in general, I think we, we really want we really want Christopher Johnson. okay, you can go through the through the interview process with with Joe Douglas, but let Joe Douglas do his job and let him figure out what he wants to do with Sam Donald. Um, Sam Donald did decent against the Browns, which we'll talk about in a second. But it's all up to Joe Douglas. Um, if he wants, he can, you know, just like uh, what Chris would like, trade down, get some more draft picks, maybe get some more offensive line, um, protect Donald Moore, maybe give him some talent. Um, there, there's there's some wide receivers out there that's free agents that, that can help out Donald, you know, and – it's it's all depending on what Joe Douglas want to do. This is this is going to be on Joe Douglas and his game plan. Yes, he had made a few mistakes, but it wasn't. It's not. It's not as bad, and you know it could be polished up. And we'll we can we'll definitely see what happens, and we could talk more about that in the future, per se. Um, so so Charmin, let's let's get with you and, and let's get into our uh, what have you saw from from Donald and the Jets on the 23-16 win against the Browns? I mean, um, Donald was okay. Um, he he did not um, – he wasn't lights out. Uh, he, in my opinion, it was me, you know. He, unfortunately, this is, the, this is what he's uh, been reduced to at this point. Um, he still does the miss a bunch of throws or miss a bunch of um, – open receivers, which people, you know, I've made this point of multiple times and I see people on social media criticizing people for saying that a quarterback missing a, a wide open player is a bad, is not a bad thing because it happens to all quarterbacks. I think that's, that's ridiculous. If you, if, if you, if there is a wide open guy within 
the play construct. If I'm, if like there was a specific play where um, where Denzel Mims had a had a stutter goal on um, uh, that he was wide open at, and um, and Donald got pressured in the pocket, so he wasn't able to set his feet to throw the ball. <clears throat> You could look at it that way, or you could look at the fact that if he anticipated the pressure properly within the game, in, within the scheme or the play that was called, he had to, he should have slid in the pocket towards the left where Mims was and get enough space to throw the ball and get Mims wide open. And that was a touchdown because Mims had more than a step on the cornerback. He just toasted, you know, um, <clears throat> But crit that criticism, criticism like that, it, you know, with it, is necessary because you you're talking about something that happens within the scheme of the play, not that he was not looking in that area because the scheme didn't ask him to look in that area. That's a different thing. If you if your eyes were supposed to be left and for some reason you have you had gotten off your read too quickly. That's on you. And unfortunately, that's what Sam has reduced his gameplay to, is that he does not stay on reads too long or he stays on them way too long, which, in my opinion, means that you're broken as a quarterback. Your, your timing is off. Your feel for the game is off, which is kind of crazy when you think about Sam Donald is more of uh, that kind of backyard quarterback that uh, does well when things break down. And it seems like he's even lost that. So, you know, another, uh, we had this conversation with Connor Rogers last week about about the fact that you know he's um, you know he he's just he's a shell of himself at this point. And even in his when he has his best games, which is the game on Sunday, he's still a subpar quarterback, and and that's unfortunate. Um, enough with the, the doom and gloom because we know where that is. Um, talking about that, I think we would be best served talking about the defense and how well they played. Um, Marcus May is one of the best safeties in the in the league. And it took Jamal Adams getting out of town for us to see what, exactly what we have. Um, consistent player, almost every week plays the same kind of ball. I mean, you know, he has a few missteps here and there, but who doesn't, you know, I mean, he, and I think he still has a, a space, space to grow. Um, I think, I think the game is more about, the game was more about our, um, the, the defensive line with Quinn and Williams out, uh, Nathan Shepard, man, the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's been stepping it up. Yeah. And, and, and it's, and it seems like the more snaps he gets, the better he gets with, I, th I don't think, it seems like him in a limited in a limited role. He that's not his thing. He, he seems to get stronger and stronger within a game. Um, and he's more inside now, right? He's he's always been an inside guy. He's big guy, man. He, he, I, I thought put they him, started him outside for a while in the beginning. No, no. Nathan Shepard is a is a two eye, three eye guy. I don't even know if I would play him at four eye. <clears throat> yeah, I wouldn't play him that far out. He's an inside guy. Um, you want him to play inside. Um, with his with his with his size and athleticism, um, um, between him and John Franklin Myers, who is the 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 law firm of JFM, 
<laughs> this dude, man, he is, I mean, I think uh, I think our friend from uh, Bleacher Report, um, Michael Narnia, posted this uh, this uh, thing that uh, John Franklin Myers' uh, um, pressure rate is second only to Aaron Donald, I think, in the NFL, which is kind of ridiculous. Uh, in, um, he has less snaps than than Donald, but still, I mean, for you to for the amount of snaps that he had this season, for his snap, for his uh, for his pressure rate to remain at the percentage it was, it is is ridiculous. You know, that's to show you how easy it comes to him. He's very good at pass rushing interior in on the interior. He is very good at it. You combine him with Quinn and Williams, and it's a force, man. And you take him, and then we find an edge guy sheesh and you know Florenzi Fadokasi is also so good you know so I, I think I think that's where we should be as Jets fans be paying attention to um, the fact that we have these young quags that might that probably will be with the Jets for a very long time and push the, the organization in a better light other than talking about all the failures which we're tired of talking about at this point yeah, I think if we, you know, for this offseason, you add a, another corner to this team. And like you said, a good edge rusher. You know, you re-sign um, Marcus May. And you know what? That's a pretty good defense, man. This team, you know, with the right defensive coordinator coming in, you got to, you know, could be a top 10 defense easy. Um, I mean, we I know. Cleveland, yeah, I mean, I, I know Cleveland was – you know, they had what their top four receivers were all out. So, you know, that definitely affected, you know, the offense. Um, So, but still there's, there's enough there. I think that we could say, okay, we had a couple of pieces to this team and we also got CJ coming back as well, you know? So I I think this is going to be a pretty good defense. You know, as long as we get a good defensive coordinator coming in, I think that's definitely going to be a bright spot for us. Obviously offense, you know, but you know what? Looking at the offense, especially the offensive line, the last few weeks, they've been pretty solid. You know, Sam's had time back there to, to throw. So, and he's had his receivers, you know, that was, that was the big excuse, the two big excuses for Sam, right? He didn't have weapons and he didn't have a good offensive line, but you know what? I would say his last four starts, the offensive line has played pretty good. I'm not saying they were, you know, great, but they were pretty good. Sam had some good time. You could tell he had he had enough time back there to make the right decision. And he has all of his receivers. So there's how many more excuses? I, you know, like, trust me, I love Sam Donald. I'm not against him, but we have to see the truth. You know, we have to see what's what's there. You know, he had his weapons. He had the offensive line. Yeah, we don't have the greatest receiver bunch around but we have a pretty solid unit I think now when everybody is is healthy um Chris Herndon is actually catching some balls now which was great to see something we thought we'd see all year um but you know I'm tired of the excuses for Sam you know he's got to step it up in these last few weeks and like you said was he good this week Eh, you know threw for 175 yards and a couple of touchdowns no I no interceptions which is big but you could tell the offense, uh, you, you could probably talk about it more, is the offense was very, um, well, what's the right word? Uh, Anemic? <laughs> yeah, it was just basic. Like, there was nothing, you could tell 
the throws were easy for him. You know, like it was, and like you said too, he missed guys that were open. You know, we seen the tape, you know, and another thing, and I was texting you during the game. What about Mims? Mims had no catches and he was only targeted twice. And that was not his fault. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying that's his fault, but yeah, it was but, not. Yeah. So something is up here and yeah, I, I don't, and, he always does. And, <laughs> and I always, and, and I always try to, um, I always try to point out the fact that, um, that a, like the, the fact that a, a player is not getting targeted or he didn't catch a ball. There's always context to that. You got to watch the film and see what's going on because in my opinion, they you could say that Sam, maybe Sam and Mims does not have um, the connection that they should have because of Sam being injured for the time that he was and for Mims being injured for the time he was. You could you could use that as an excuse. But if you're within the def- within the offense, if you're the quarterback, uh, that's one of your more potent off- um, offensive weapons. You're not looking his way at all. Everything you're looking at is through to the middle of the field. Nothing outside. I don't get that. And that, that's one of that's one of my que- like like one of those questions that I need to ask somebody a little bit more advanced at watching film than me. Is I still don't understand why the ball does not go outside at all. Like that, it seems like um, teams are challenging the Jets to throw outside and they refuse to and they're just they just keep throwing the ball inside uh the tight ends catch the ball the slot receivers catch the ball all the time and the the guys outside are just not making catches or or is that just the scheme you know well, we could also add too, i don't get it you could also add too this week he was going against i think probably denzel ward was which was matched up with him most of the game i would th- maybe that that was it you know, they put their best corner uh, on him. I don't know. Uh, yeah. What would listen uh, again? Oh, that, that could some be people, some people, right. But... People, people could, people could, you know, people could point out if I'm wrong or not. I'm not, I'm not, I don't think Denzel Ward is some world beater as a corner. Um, He should have been because be given the talent and where he was picked in the draft. I don't know. I mean, somebody should be, somebody could tell me wrong, but I don't think he is this world-class corner. He's good. You know, but like I said, there was there was multiple times I think Mims, I Mims, if I could remember, Mims beat him. You know, Maybe. so 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 what are you watching? That's my question. As a quarterback, right. what are you seeing? What are you not seeing? You know, Unless that's the question. Mims, Mims is what he is. Maybe he's maybe he's not a number one receiver. Maybe he's going to be a really good number two, which is still Chris. awesome for us, which I'm okay with. But Chris, that could be also that's, but but that can, in my opinion, you that. that off of that, you cannot arrive at that. For no, no, me, no. You cannot arrive at that just because of that. Because in my because we have a quarterback that has an issue at reading what defenses are doing and right. reading dev leverage and anticipation. So if he does not have all of these things I just mentioned, he will fail his skill players. Because if let's say, like I was telling you about the stutter goal play, right? You know that was a stutter go on that side, right? You give your playmaker a chance. Give him a chance. You understand me? You take your eyes off of that play too quickly and look to the middle of the field and boom. 
Mims beat Denzel Ward by a couple lengths, and he's wide open. And you're not looking. And people, again, pointed out that, oh, well, you know, um, there was pressure in the pocket. Okay. If, as a quarterback, you know the plays on, the, on your left-hand side, and you want to give your, your guy a chance to, for the stutter go, slide out of this pocket. Create space to make that throw. Let that throw go. If you stand in the pocket the way he was standing, you won't ever have a chance to make that stutter go. You know? And that is my problem with Sam. So we cannot even evaluate, because of the way Sam's played, we cannot even evaluate, evaluate if Mims is a number one or not. You can't even arrive at that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, well. which is fine. Like I said, if he turns out to be a number two, that's still fine. I mean, I'm not, I'm not putting him down or I'm not, you know. Whatever, oh, I know what you're saying. I understand yeah. what you're saying. And it's fine. But <clears throat> to only target the guy twice, I, I think was a little ridiculous. You know, when you got, I mean, Daniel Brown had a catch this year, this week, which was great to see. But, you know, Mims should be getting more, more targets. Perryman got six, which is great. No catches. So. But still, let your man, let right. your playmakers make the right. plays. Put it up if you're there. not, let him right. fight for it if he has to. Yep. But, <laughs> and and you know, coming in, that's what the dude does. Yeah. He's, that's what he does. He's a he's a <laughs> right. He's a big dude, six three, long ass, long ass arms. When he was out, when he was in college, that was he was he was he was a physical player. Let him get him the space to get the ball, get him the ball, and let him make plays. Yeah. Um, other than Jameson Crowder, nice pass to Berrios. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm going to talk about Baker Mayfield. Uh, QBR, 21.9. Oh, goodness. <laughs> 10 of those 53 passes was was the wide open receivers. Third, third string, practice squad, whatever. They, they lost their receivers fine. They could have went to the playoffs, and Baker Mayfield, time and time again, is showing showing his bipolar. Um, <laughs> he's showing his showing his bipolarness. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it. So, um, so Davin, Davin, can mm-hmm. I ask you a question? Because oh. I, how much of how much of his failure do you attribute to the fact that the guys that he was throwing to were guys that he don't regularly throw to? You think you I think mean, that was a fine. problem, or you think? Part of it. I, I, that's that. Listen, that's that's fine. He don't have his receivers. He, he didn't, you know, connect. But some of them, some of them easy throws that I have saw that that I have saw per se was 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 ones that that he he was protected enough that he could have made that throw. Bam! They could have they could have got the catch. And that and it's just ridiculous. Unless uh, of that, you you come in with a different game plan. Which I thought was was ridiculous. Nick Chubb only had eleven carries. Uh, Kareem Hunt had four carries, and that's been your two guys that's been giving giving y'all wins. Because without them two, would they would have? <clears throat> sorry, would the Browns have been the playoff team right now? No, one hundred percent no. And who disagree I, with me is ridiculous. <laughs> I will agree. I will agree to this. I will agree that them not giving Hunt and, and Chubb the ball is kind of ridiculous. But I think it I think I will attribute that to the fact that the Jets front line was killing the Yeah, Browns they I mean and they 
Right. And and because I think, I think, I think, I think, I think um, Chubb's first four or five carries, I think he was averaging like, like two yards a carry, like sub two yeah, yards, about two yards a yes, carry. And, and, he was and getting smoked. 2.5 and Hunt but, but, 2.8. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but, but to what, but to what Davin is saying. And, and, you and, find and, ways and, to and get them have, the ball. Exactly. Exactly. You find ways to get and, them the ball, even and, if they're not carrying the ball. You you could just you could put them on the wide receiver, and and you can give them the ball. Kareem Hunt's been doing it with KC before coming to the Browns. It's it's not it's not it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know you know E equals MC squared. You know, <laughs> so I so I'm just saying that those are your guys that's been giving y'all. I agree. Wins. Open, I it, totally up agree. Open it up more. I agree with you. And 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 the fact and the fact that I saw them I saw I saw all of a sudden him started targeting his side ends, which I had said all season that I thought that they should have done more of. Um and I agree with you. If the run wasn't working, right? And if you if you game plan for the Jets coming in and you know what the Jets what the Jets do best on defense, stop the run. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh what they do worse, cover Running backs and tight ends. Yep. What the hell are you doing? If you can't run the ball, like run screen plays, run arrow routes, run run seam routes with your running backs and for tight ends, and put Basham and Hewitt and 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 Langy. Put those guys in situations where they need to cover those guys in open space. They bad at coverage. I don't understand what kind of game plan uh, um, the Browns coach had. I really don't. I, I agree with Davin on that. I, I they have had the, five catches. Hunt had three catches. That is ridiculous. And rushing That's the ridiculous. ball. And rushing the ball, Chubb carried 11 times, and Hunt carried four times. That's why I said what I said. Those guys it's, not that I'm, <laughs> it's not that it's not the fact. It's not the fact that, okay, they, you know, just defense is always just like Sharma said. They they good for the run stop. I I I will hundred percent agree with that. But like like Sharma said, if you're gonna stop them, you know what I'm saying. It's hard to stop them. Where um the fact of the matter is that the Browns could have just used used Hunt and even even put both of them in the shotgun Hunt and and um Chubb. And and find a way to get get them the ball and open it up for the for them wide receivers and them tight ends. It's it's yeah. not like I said. It's not it's not hard. The Browns have should won the game, but it is what it is. The just one with number two pick. That 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 is fine. Um, <laughs> yes. Like I said, shout out to Jameson Crowder on the throw. Um, I think I think that, that surprised many throw. of us. Yes. It was a hell of a good throw. Um, even of course, you know, people had to make jokes about it. Oh, crowd, crowd do do better than Donald. Ha ha. So, yeah. um, yeah. So, but yeah, it was yeah, o- end- overall. I think I think we're we're on a we're we're gonna be on the right path. I I just can't wait to see what happens after week seventeen. Let's let's get this game over with, and let's see where we go from there. Um, in the end, there was sir. no excuse for Cleveland. A ten-win team to lose to a, a two-win team, you know. I don't care. I that mean, I mean, that, they may they may be overlooked us just like uh, the Rams did. Oh, absolutely. They said it did. They they said it did. They research. Um, Makai Beckton, Lord Jesus, shout out to him. <laughs> um, he they, he's just doing the damn thing. Did it in Aaron Donald and now Miles Garrett. Like you got to give this man the credit. He is definitely our future left tackle, hands down. Yep. 
Very true. So, and 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 the offensive line. I think I think people were rightly um, CMG our our um, our center. I think uh, uh, people were being right at uh, um, criticizing him because he did not play well in the beginning of the season. But down the stretch, he's been playing some better ball, man, as a center. So, you know, I think I think I would be happy with him coming back. I would be happy with having Fent come back. And all we need to do is sew up the guard spots. Um, that's what the draft is for. <laughs> and you got to say, the last few weeks, they've, they've played well, the offensive line. You know, yeah. not great, but they've played good enough, and they've given Sam enough time, you know, to throw the ball. It's not like he's dropping back and he was getting hit like he was early in the year. He's, yep, I agree. Offensive line has played well the last few weeks. I know, that, listen, I'm not saying they're set for next year, but uh, they still got to add to it. But um, they definitely played better. So, And people uh, and people that out there, all of a sudden, acting like Pat, Pat Elfline is going to be our future guard. Get, I, I come off, come off that man. Come on, man. Hmm. Pat, Pat F line had multiple choices in, in, in Minnesota to become a premier offensive line lineman, and he and he did not. He he has athleticism, and he is good enough to be a backup. That's as as far, in my opinion, that Pat F line goes. He's especially in the run game. He look sometimes in the run game. He looks like a monster. They're like, oh my god, look at that. But I don't know, man. That dude, pass protection is not his game. So, uh, no. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I guess we might as well talk about the last game. Um, New England. Uh, Lord Jesus. Uh, I guess what what can we expect? Because I think it's going to be a lot of backups. Uh, so what what can we kind of expect? And what's what's our final prediction for for our Jets season? Well, the one good thing we won't say not good thing. It's bad that Gore is not going to play for his sake, but I think for our sake and for um, Ty Johnson and uh, what's the other guy, Adams, at least yeah. they'll get, at least they'll get some carries. Cause I think Perrine is out too. So yeah, he's out. He's COVID. I think. Yeah. So at least we'll see those guys. Um, I, you know what? The Patriots have looked so bad all year. Uh, Cam Newton has been awful throwing the ball. Um I think the Jets could win this game. You know, I mean, they're, yeah. they're hot, technically. They've won their last two. So, uh, I, I, I think they're going to pull this one out. It's going to be an ugly game, but I think they'll pull it out. There's a possibility that the Jets win this game because, unfortunately, um, what what the Patriots do the best is what the Jets stop the best on defense, you know. So, um, if they're going to be doing all that running and around and stuff they do at their line of scrimmage, uh, the Jets are very stout up there. That's where they. That's where they move. You know, that's what they do best. You know, if they're gonna try to expose the Jets linebackers, then like I said before, the Jets are bad at that. So, but unfortunately, that's just not what the Patriots do that well. That well. So, uh, we'll see, man. Um, I think. I think. I think. Um, somebody said some on television at one point that. That as many as many loss losses as the Jets have, the one thing you don't see in a Jets game is players giving up, and that's a testament to some of the character that the Jets have uh, on board. So as bad as things are with us, um, once we get rid of this coaching staff, uh, there's a chance we could start going 
where we're supposed to go. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think I think I think there's a chance the Jets win. Um, like like Davin said, I think this is gonna be an ugly game. Uh, a low scoring game, probably something like a, a 16-10 or something like that. Yeah, man. Um, this is the I think for Cam. Um, I think we. I think I don't know if people dis, disagree with me or not, but I think it's time for Cam to think about a backup role. Maybe a Taysom Hill role, you know, like running, like, you know, like because he loves to run, you know, maybe a little bit of run here and there. But I think for Cam, his starting role is over as a quarterback. I hate to say it. Uh, I think it's time for Bill Belichick to look for a new quarterback, hands down. Um, I know, I know me and Chris talked about this, uh, but they was talking about maybe. Uh, Carson Wentz, which we hope not, <laughs> and he looks <laughs> towards the Colts. I I just think that the Belichick era is over for now. I'm gonna say for now. I'm not, not gonna say it's gonna be done next year, but yeah, I think the Jets will finally beat the Patriots. That's our Super Bowl win for the year. <laughs> Super Bowl. Hey, I'm just saying, <laughs> you can finally beat the Patriots after losing to them for years. Like, Man. this is Super Bowl. This is Super Bowl for us. So I prefer, I would have preferred no. beating, I would prefer beating them when everybody was there. Yeah, I'm about to say. It does not but, mean nothing to me right, right now. I, right, I'm about to say. Doesn't, you know, does it, should it, should it, should it mean something we celebrate because of it? No, but. Well, I think it'll be more of a celebration when Adam Gates is gone, and if we and if we have a a good coach, an actual coach that knows what he's doing. So, if we get that, if we you know get Gates gone and we get a good coach, I think it's not a celebration, but not too much of a celebration. But that'll be a start to twenty twenty one. But the Jets will win. Uh, I and guess. You know what? Just, just real quick about Cam. Uh, the crazy thing in with him is that. If he had a good year this year, he would have cashed in this offseason because there's, really no, there's no good quarterback free agents except for uh, Dak Prescott after that. I mean, it's it's very limited. So I mean, he'll he'll get signed, but I don't see I think him so. getting signed as a starting quarterback. The quarterback yep. the quarterback pool is very thin, so he's definitely getting signed. And it wouldn't shock me for him to get a starting job too. Um it just I could just see it because look at Chicago. I mean, unless Trubisky has a great playoff, you know, or last game and then into a playoff game, uh, you know, Chicago's definitely still up there. The Colts, are they going to bring back Phillip Rivers if, if they don't make the playoffs or if he has a bad showing in the playoffs? I don't know. I, I just think that for Chicago, right. In my opinion, Chicago should just go all in on Dak. And the coach should just go Definitely. for Carson Wentz, hands down. Um, and then it'll be more complicated for, for Cam at this point. But you was right. Anything is possible. It's the NFL. And we saw some weird shit happen. So there it goes. It wasn't that long um, that he won the MVP, too. So Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, let's talk about uh let's talk about Mr. Haskins real quick. Just a real quick take. Uh He's been released by the by Washington a week before the playoffs, which is which is kind of knock shocking to me. Um, do do you see do you see basically Haskins getting signed by another team? I think a, I think another team will give him a shot. I mean, he's still young. I mean, this kid was really good in college. 
Um, he hasn't shown it yet in the pros, but uh, yeah, I, it wasn't, it wasn't a shock that he got cut. What got released by Washington. I think the timing of it, I think he would have made at least until the off season, uh, especially with a team that was short a quarterback and still fighting for the division. So in that sense, it wasn't because, you know, on, on the field, I mean, his performance was not good off the field. We've seen it just recently getting caught at the, at the strip club. I mean, he's just a very immature kid. You know, he still hasn't matured yet. And um, Washington, you got to think about it. Washington has a no nonsense head coach. First of all, Ron Rivera, you know, he's not going to put up with this too long. So I, I, that doesn't shock me either. And if you want to go even deeper, the team itself, you know, that they're obviously going through a, a name change. Number one, number two, they got their own off the field issues, right. With the owner and the front office. Uh, so Washington, they're, they're trying to be Mr. Clean. <laughs> it's not working well, but they're trying. And, um, you know, they have probably a, a zero tolerance now for any crap. And something must have happened, too, after that game, because <clears throat> it was weird. Uh, he didn't do his press conference thing after the game in the stadium. He did it, like, at his house or something. You know, so something must have happened after the game. Maybe he was – maybe they told him, listen, you're cut. And he said, F this, I'm leaving. Or something happened and he left and then he got cut. I don't know. But something weird happened after the game that hasn't come out yet. So, but I, you know what, it's, it's sad. I mean, but it's not that much of a surprise. It's only the timing. Um, I, I, I mean, I think most people seen him going after this year, some, but I would have thought they could have tried to trade him maybe for a low draft pick because someone's going to give him a shot, you know, especially with, you know, some of the rumors out there, urban Meyer might be looking into a head coaching position and, you know, if he gets a spot, you know, he would definitely want to sign him, you know, uh, but, uh, I already heard Carolina's interested in him. So, and they said other teams as well. So I, I, he'll definitely get picked up. He's too young. He's got too much talent. Uh, will it ever come out? <laughs> will he ever mature enough? That's the big question. So. Yeah. I mean, um, I think, I think, um, this, this, uh, this was a pretty simple cut and dry situation for, uh, Washington for all the reasons why Chris just mentioned, um, all the things that the organization was going through, they could not allow one of the employees to kind of uh, sabotage their, their move forward. Um, the kid, um, yes, it was immature that what he did, um, but I think a combination of his immature off the field stuff, and I think his work ethic in the classroom and around the field kind of paved the way for him being cut. Um, so, um, you know, I hope he gets uh, another shot at it um, somewhere else and he changes. Um, that's about it for me. Uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully he'll grow, 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 uh, grow as an individual uh, on the field and off the field. He made mistakes. He's very young. Um, Oof. That's all I can say. I don't. I don't have nothing else to say about the man. Uh, let's move forward. Um, let's go into the. Let's go into the playoff picture. Very, very serious. 
the last oh my goodness this is the i don't know this is very serious because there's teams in the afc fighting for them last was it four four to, i'm gonna say four playoff spots um you got cleveland you have miami you have tennessee you have the ravens and you have the colts all 10 and 5 uh tennessee and cleveland i mean tennessee and uh the Colts are fighting for not just the division, not just the division, but also for a playoff spot. Um, how, which team do you think is going to be left out? I think Cleveland. You know, Cleveland's, mm. Cleveland's got some COVID issues this week. Um, and they're playing Pittsburgh. I know Pittsburgh is sitting Roethlisberger, but I, think, I don't think Pittsburgh wants to just gift the Browns a playoff spot. <laughs> You know, because they're in the division and you don't want to do that to a division rival. So I think Pittsburgh is going to try to win this game with or without Ben. Um, and Cleveland, we've seen, you, they can't even close out us. You know, they can't even close out a Jet victory. So um, I, I think that's the team that's going to be on the outside looking in uh, after we're done uh, week 17. Yeah, I think I agree with you, man. I think I think not only for the fact that to me they're the least, they're the more the team with the biggest question mark. I think if you if you look at the way they've been playing, um, they've won games. Yes, they've won convincing games where you thought they were coming aboard, where they were coming together, <laughs> um, where they were growing. But there's a lot of there's been a lot of questionable uh, off-field stuff. Um, there's all there's been kind of FE play by their quarterback and there's been great play by him too. So that's why, in my opinion, they had the biggest question mark. And that's why, if anything, if I would have to pick a team that would have to miss the playoffs and, and the ones you just mentioned, I think uh, Cleveland is the one I would pick. Uh, this is very tough for me. Um, I'm going to say, yeah, I, I'm going to say this is going to be the dis- most disappointing season from from Cleveland because they had their chance to uh, clinch a playoff spot last week, which they didn't do, and it's going to haunt them. It's, it is. Uh, you got the Colts playing the Jaguars, which the Colts should win. You got Baltimore playing the Bengals, which the Ravens should win. You got the Titans playing the Texans, where the Titans should win, and all of them is automatically in. Miami played Buffalo, but Buffalo don't know if Josh Allen – um, and company is going to start, so that's so that's a little iffy. So Miami has a possibility of winning. Um, and just like Chris said, the Steelers only have Ben Roethlisberger out, so that means that whole defense could start and shut down the Browns' offense. So this would be disappointing. I guess you have ten wins. That's nice, but you still didn't clinch a playoff spot, and that's the worst. <laughs> and with Miami. Uh, there's no Fitzpatrick this week too, right? He's testing. Yes, there's no Fitzpatrick, and that and that could play a part too. So this is going to be all on the kid. I hope he's been watching Fitzpatrick because it's all going to be on the kid too. I hope. I I the thing about it is the question is does he have it in him to to mimic Fitzpatrick, and that that's the question. And um, of course, um, experience wise, he does not, and there's things that he won't see as quickly as Fitzpatrick would see it. Um, I think, I think, I don't know why, and I still don't understand why they made the change to Tua when they did. 
um, I um, at the at the moment I think I said that they thought that Fitzpatrick would implode, so they were trying to nip it in the bud before it happened. But if you know that your quarterback is still, uh, he is just not where you want him to be um, um, game wise. I don't know why that 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 uh, that move was a necessary move by by Miami. And I think it kind of like hindered their, what they were supposed to do this season. Um, that's kind of crazy saying that because it's almost like I'm saying that Fitzpatrick would have played so well that he would have put them, took them in the playoffs, which is kind of flies in the face of any kind of well, they started <laughs> common off, sense. They actually that started you think. off pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, they were, well, one in three to yeah. start off. And I, I think the... I think the decision to start Tua was probably more up up top, you know, by the owner. He was the guy that pushed to get him to even draft Tua. So this is I, this is the this is the this is the crap that I don't. Get. No, I, I know. I, I'm not. I'm not agreeing with it. I'm just saying that. That's I know. I know you don't. I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> yeah. it just reminds me of our situation as Jets yeah. fans. You know, and and when you have people that don't know football making football decisions, this is what you get. You know, I think I think they could have waited on the kid, man. I really think so. I think I think there's certain things he's just not he's missing. He's he's his reads are just not as crisp as it should be, especially for a team that I think that is talented enough to be in the playoffs. Definitely. Yeah. But I think see it. Um, they have the they have the Browns as their as their cushion. You know, if the Browns lose, they're, <laughs> they're more or less in. So Yeah, there you uh, go. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I just think I just think it shows when the fourth quarter Fitzpatrick come in, that offense is steaming hot. You know, and I saw it the last few games. Lord, Fitzpatrick come in, the team is on the offense is clicking, more clicking on fire, and they just and you know this is the this was not a good time for Fitzpatrick to be out because the Dolphins seemed like they would have had the uh, chance to disappoint. Uh, what's the name? Disappoint. Uh, pull out some upsets. Not even disappoint. Pull out some upsets. So we'll see what happens uh, this Sunday. Um, we, uh, well, sorry. NFC. Well, this is tough. The, uh, the, Pack- the Packers have to play everybody to get their first week by. They have to be uh, the Bears. Um, Arizona is, is looking out. Chicago has to win, and the Rams will have to win to clinch. And on the NFC East side, Washington will have to win to beat the Eagles to be automatically in the playoffs. They hope Alex Smith could play. I don't know what the status is on that. But shockingly, Dallas and I think the Giants could still be in the playoffs. Oh I guess if one of the teams, yeah, if Dallas, if the Dallas and Giants play each other, so whichever team play, uh, win and doubt and Washington lose, they win the division. Mm-hmm. So basically, <laughs> a team can go in six and ten. <laughs> so what's the so so yeah? So I don't know how y'all feel about that. <laughs> well, with the East, I mean, I, does it really matter who wins? <laughs> I don't know if any any of those teams are going to be a problem in the playoffs. So I, to predict who's going to win, that's going to be a mess. I, I, incredibly, I think Dallas is going to win the division as bad as they've played all year. Because um, if they beat the Giants, then Philly, I can't see Philly gifting a division to Washington, especially in, on, their, on their turf. So Philly's going to play their butt off. 
especially with all the talk about Peterson possibly getting let go as head coach. I don't think so, but uh, you would think the players are going to play up for him. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I would predict Dallas, not that, you know, it matters anyway, but, and then, you know, the wild card in the, you know, in the top spot is, is up for grabs. You know, the, the Seahawks could still pull off. They could still be the number one seed if they win and New Orleans and Green Bay loses. So all these teams are going to be playing this week, which is incredible. You know, and the Rams got the bad news. So they might be the team that's going to be on the outside, look, you know, looking in after this week because you got no golf and you got no Cooper, no Cooper Cup either this week. So that's a huge loss for the Rams, you know, trying to win a, a playoff spot. So if they lose, Chicago wins, say, and Arizona wins, then they're done, you know. So it's, it's definitely going to be interesting this week. You got a lot of teams playing hard. The Rams need Chicago to lose if they, if they end up losing. But if the Rams just win, then they're in, right? And Arizona's out. So – yeah, um, uh, they, the Bears, I, I just don't see the Bears beating Green Bay. That's yeah, I don't see that either. I don't see that happening. Neither do I see. I I two weeks ago, if you told me, um, I thought well, two weeks ago, I thought Washington would would actually be able to win one of these last three games. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like they will win any of them, and it's it's directly tied to the fact that they have such turmoil at QB. I think if they had more stable play at QB, I think that that division was theirs for the taking. Yes, um, Alex could say healthy. That would have been yeah. Like, if yeah, know. if he was healthy, yeah, yeah, most definitely. I, I think so um, because I don't think that Dallas is deserving of winning that division. No, <laughs> neither Dallas nor the Giants are deserving. <laughs> really, technically. Well, in in tech, yeah, technically <laughs> none of them are deserving. <laughs> but somebody does, I guess. Somebody, somebody has does. to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But the um the the NFC North um you know it's always like that man it's always tight and comes down to the end um um Seahawks Seahawks um winning um slightly recovering from the mid season slump that they went through is kind of you know it's it's part and parcel of what the Seahawks do you know they never really fall fall apart they you know they have their little missteps here and there um but they always uh kind of come back um uh new orleans um i think if drew Brees was hadn't um um hadn't been injured i don't know what we would see from them um uh but that defense is playing lights out right now so i don't um we don't know that's why they they play the games right um uh these <laughs> these these last these last weeks uh, has been very interesting football man and i'm looking forward to more of it yeah, and, and you know, you're talking about Seattle. Seattle not just righted the ship, but I think defensively, they've been really good since they got since they lost to I think it was Arizona, that big game. Uh, it was about five weeks ago, six weeks ago. They gave up a bunch of points. Where was it? Um, yeah, they lost. No, I'm sorry. After they lost to Buffalo, excuse me, November eighth, they lost forty four thirty four. Right. Since then, their defense has given up. 23, 21, 17, 17, mm. 3, 15, and 9 since that game. Yeah, that remember that that yeah, that's kind of crazy, right? That they, they turned that switch on because before that 
they were giving num they were giving yards out like it was hotcakes. Yeah, so their defense has gotten better these last few weeks. So heading into the playoffs, that's a big you know their offense has to get going again. But defensively, they they played very well down the down the stretch. So that's an interesting team going in. And like I said, they could steal that number one spot. You know, obviously Chicago has to beat Green Bay. You know, and New Orleans has to lose this week too. Two things that are going to be tough to see, but like you said, anything is possible. It's the last week of the year. Um, I could see Green, you know, can Green Bay lose to Chicago in Chicago this week? Yeah, it's a possibility. You know, I don't think so, but the Saints, are they going to lose to Carolina? I don't think so, but <laughs> it's I don't, possible. I don't think so last year, we uh, what was it? The New England. Right, the Patriots lost to uh, Miami. Miami, yep. And Miami was like a seventeen-point underdog, and New England could have had home field advantage last year, right? With that last game, I think if I they think won, they would have had home field. So yeah. So it's and that's what's on the line here for these guys. So it'll be interesting to see yeah. who steps it up this week. <laughs> yeah, um, Kyle Murphy is playing. Um, he's injured, but he's playing. Uh, I just read that just now. And the Rams actually play the Cardinals. And that's going to be tough for both teams. Um, I can see the Bears being out of it. And I think Tampa Bay can't sleep on them. They they starting to click. They're starting to click. And and this is not the time to sleep on Tampa Bay per se. And I guess I guess I'll just leave it like that. I just know that when playoffs start um the week after Sunday, it's gonna be real interesting. Uh, for us to see, um, what's what's uh what's the uh, week sixteen play of the week? I, I'm gonna leave you guys the the easy pick, so I'll <laughs> give you guys. Um, you know what? I'm gonna give Trubisky. You know he's keep the last couple of weeks he's played very well. He didn't have a yes, super great game, but a couple of victories down the down the low down the road here has put them back into possible playoffs. Now he needs to win one more game to get them in the playoffs. So I'm going to give Trubisky, you know, he's been, he's been getting hammered by everybody, including us all year. And uh, his last few weeks, man, he stepped it up. So I'm, I'm going to give him player of the week. Yeah. I'm going to do one of the easy picks then uh, a running back with six touchdowns in one game. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, Alvin Kamara, yeah. man, this is crazy. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I don't think nobody expected them to come out really, like really hot. Um, I didn't expect it. Um, I have, I have two. Um, I have two of them. The first one I'm going to give to is Aaron Rodgers, MVP Rodgers. Lord, 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 help Aaron Rodgers. Mm. And if he keeps playing the way how he's playing. In the playoffs, then please, please, God help that man because that man is <laughs> definitely playing lights out. Um, him and Devontae Adams, Lord Jesus. Yep. It's, well, it's help everybody clicking. else if he's playing that good. <laughs> Love help everybody else is right. <laughs> right, but you know, but right now Rogers is definitely playing lights out on the numbers. Um, I I'm definitely gonna say shout out to Rogers. <laughs> the seasons, not this think he deserved MVP hands down. Um, four thousand yards, passing yards, uh, forty four touchdowns, lead lead in touchdowns, five interceptions, QBR eighty three point nine, lead lead in that. 
Shout out, shout out to you, Roger. You definitely deserve it. Uh, I think you definitely got our attention. Um, and my second one is 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 Ryan Fitzpatrick, man. Fitzpatrick definitely deserves it. Like, look, like who would have thought that he would he would get the luckiest pass <laughs> out of all of it with <laughs> with a sure. hand on the helmet and 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 take the team to a win. What the we'll we'll talk about that in a second. I we ain't gonna talk about that right now because that. That game was ridiculous, and and you know the Raiders should feel sorry for themselves. Um, let's start off with the Saints beating the Vikings 52-33, highest scoring game. Yeah, Saints are just looking at the playoffs now. You know they they got their, you know their sights on the playoffs. Uh, you know beating Minnesota, uh, not a surprise here. Kamara, like we just said, huge game. Um, you know, they're just going to try to ride this momentum the last couple of weeks into the playoffs and see how they do. Yeah. Um, the, the thing about the Saints is that their defense is just crazy. Um, um, they've been playing so well all season. I mean, they've had missteps here and there, but uh, when, they, when they're on, man, they're literally probably the best defense in the NFL right now. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's it, man. Yeah, shout out to the Saints for a big for for huge win. Uh, whoever had Camaro on a uh, fantasy team, well, Jesus, I, I know you're yeah. feeling real great. There's a win. <laughs> yeah. Um, Saturday, Lord Jesus, Buccaneers dominated the Lions, forty-seven to seven. Yeah, that's Brady. You know, if this if this Tampa Bay team gets going offensively, oof, there's another team to watch out for in the playoffs. Uh, so. Again, if they if they get going, that's a dangerous team in the playoffs because they also have a really good defense as well. Yeah, um, that's the thing though. At the end of the day, man, um, they've had these games this season here and there where they just look overpowered, you know, um, overpowering uh, opponents and stuff like that. And and on paper, they should be able to do that more often. Unfortunately, um, I think I think the I think the fact that they're they're newer than most teams uh, playing with each other, I think there's a couple of wrinkles here and there that needs to be ironed out still that we haven't seen. And like Chris said, if they iron out those wrinkles before the playoffs, look out. It could be a problem. Yeah. yeah shout out Tampa Bay. Uh, they clinched the playoff spot with that win. Um, shock, shocking, shocking win uh, for 49ers. Uh, beat the Cardinals 20 to 12. Yeah, I don't think many people seen this game coming. Uh, hmm. San Fran, though, is just they, – they just – they don't give up. You know, they've had so many injuries this year. They could have packed it up earlier. Uh, but that, that team just keeps fighting. You know, hats off to the coaching staff, keeping this team going. Uh, they were playing with a third-string quarterback this week, and, and they pulled off this upset. Um, coaching matters. Yeah, man. Salah has that defense playing well, even with missing guys. You know, he's probably going to get a head coaching job this this year. Everybody's pointing towards Detroit, but I don't know. <laughs> we all seen Detroit do weird things. So, uh, but no, nah, give San Fran a lot of credit, man, because Arizona is still, still fighting for a playoff spot here. Yeah. Um, uh, I Like I said, coaching matters. Um, that's why when you see the team takes the – they kind of mimic the – the attitude and, and disposal 
and kind of uh, the way they carry themselves is kind of a direct link to the kind of coaching staff they have. And that's what they, that team is, man. Remember in the beginning of the season when they just kept having all these injuries and some of the, some of the heart and soul of that team just started falling apart and, and then they were cold for a little bit. And then it's almost like they just woke up and they were like, uh, okay, that's it. Um, and everybody just came to play every weekend and that's, that was it. Um, like you said, the defensive coaching staff is really good and you could see it at every position, how good that they play, how they play. And I don't think I've made it clear enough or have I that Kyle Shanahan is probably my favorite coach in the NFL. Um, I think people make fun of him because of the issue that he had in um, Atlanta. But I think if he had a better um, quarterback, if he had better quarterback play, I don't think he's one of those coaches you want to see late in the play, late in the season or in the playoffs, if he has good quarterback play, because the last time he had good quarterback play, he was in the play. He was in the Super Bowl. So there you go. Um, but I think you can see the difference when uh, Kittle play. Uh, Kittle had four catches, 92 yards, but I don't know who the young kid, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. is, but he had a big game, big running game, uh, 22 rushes for 182 rushing yards. It seems it doesn't like the Cardinals couldn't stop, stop him. It doesn't matter. If you go back, Kyle Shanahan's father, Mike Shanahan, used to have to do the same thing. Remember when he was with the Broncos, you could call the running back who yeah. it was, <laughs> didn't matter. He would like literally come out of the the come off the bench and have like a hundred and sixty yard rushing game. It seems like the son has invented and kind of inherited the same thing the father used to do. He probably watched him enough and learned. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but shout out shout out to the uh to the 49ers for the win that, that opened it up for the Bears in this situation and maybe be in the playoffs. Um Dolphins, we've now we can talk about this. The Dolphins, uh, <laughs> Dolphins shockingly in the last seconds beat the beat the Raiders 26 25. Maybe this is the, the football gods kind of taking that victory away from the Raiders that they had against us, you know, their last second <laughs> victory against us, and now it went the other way on them. So this was kind of a reversal for them, but it's a game that they should have never have lost. I mean, that's ridiculous. I, I know they were getting on them about not scoring that touchdown later on uh, with like a minute and a half left um, that they should have just ran in touchdown instead of stopping at the goal line. But I, I thought that was the right decision because you gave, you gave Miami the ball back with what, 17 seconds left, no timeouts. And they had to get a field goal. I mean, that was ridiculous. And they end up scoring a touchdown, but um, it's, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, they 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 needed the touchdown. So no, no, right? Well, what did yeah. they do at the end? Did they scored a touchdown or they kicked a field goal, Miami. They kicked a field goal, right? Yeah, I, they kicked yeah, a field goal. Yeah, it was goal? a 42 yard field yeah, goal. It was yeah, 40, yeah, they gave them the ball back with 19 seconds left. Uh, the Ra the Raiders gave Miami the ball back with 19 seconds left. Uh, they were getting on them about not scoring the touchdown, but if I think it was Jacobs stopped at the goal line. If Jacobs goes in, they give the ball back to Miami with over a minute left. Exactly. And, yeah. And I think another two, another one or two timeouts. So instead you're giving them the ball back with 19 seconds left and no timeouts and, you know, and they have to go down and kick a field goal. So 
No, I, yeah, I, think, I think it was the right I, move. I, just defense. No, yeah, you were you you were totally right. It was is is the right move, but yeah, where where is the where is the Raiders defense? You know, <laughs> how do you make a as a corner? How do you make a? I I know. Um, I think I, I've heard a million talking heads on television say the same thing over and over again, but it just needs to be said. As a corner, if there's nobody threatening the flat that you have to look at, what are you doing playing shallow when you know that they're trying to gain as much yards as possible? Why are you playing shallow, leaving your wide receiver wide open? I don't understand that. Um, so, so that was just a misread play by the or just a bad uh, play by the corner. Um, creating that space so that uh, Fitzpatrick could make could make that ridiculous throw with his with somebody yanking his face mask to the left, his face right. mask to the left, you know, um, on the thing, and so you not only get the yards but you get tacked on yards on top of that. That's why the field goal was kicked. That's all, you know. So so um, you could say that the Miami hang in because they're a scrappy team, which they are, or you could say that the the Raiders, which you know, which should be a better team has not been able, they've never been able to really hold the line at being a better team. They, ha they haven't. They've had good games here and there, but they haven't been able to like successfully have multiple good games to, you know, during the season, unfortunately. When are we going to, when are, someone's going to start calling out John Gruden? You know, he's hmm. been good, but you know, since he won the Super Bowl, well, what has he done? Since he won that Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, where he had uh, what's his name, Tony Dungy's team, basically, um, what what has he really done? He hasn't done much, you know. And with the Raiders, this is year three now. With the Raiders, mm. yes. Maybe you should have seen playoffs by now, but we'll see. Well, maybe next year. What is it? What is it? What is it, Chris? As uh, how long is that con his contract with the Raiders? Ten years. Years. Well, there you go. So, so if so, it's too early then. In their eyes, in my eyes, <laughs> so, in my eyes, I would start calling him out now. But if you give him a ten-year contract, three years into it, you can't be calling and saying that he ain't doing well. Well, you know, if, <laughs> if well, I know, but I'm just saying, you know, hey, you know, if five years in, then then you're like, oh man, I fucked up. <laughs> Excuse my yeah, language. But... <laughs> Damn, that's but... the truth because the man is getting <laughs> but who, who really signs? Who, yeah, who signs a dude for ten years? Like and you, you know, literally, what? kind of leaving yourself almost no, no space or wiggle room for correction of a and mistake. Give, him, I'm give just him saying. credit. The Raiders were a mess when he took over. So yeah, they he's definitely improved the team. I mean, that's without a doubt. But. Now you got to get into the playoffs. I mean, now you got to do something. Yeah. Yep. I think. I think. Uh, I think the next year or two, they'll uh, they'll get on him about it. But you know, we'll see as time moves along. Um, you got the Chiefs. The Chiefs in the close game uh, clinched the first round bye week to beat the Falcons seventeen to fourteen. Yeah, this was shockingly a close game, but Kansas City maybe was looking ahead a little too much about having the week off and all that, but. You know, they still pulled it out. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think I do want to say is that uh, Kelsey, my my offensive player of the year, uh, broke a record. I think for tight ends, I think it was uh, two two one. I think two seasons straight with a thousand receiving yards. 
Um, I think it was, I think more than that. Catches. I was think it was three years catches too. with more than a thousand. Yeah, yards I think it was three years. I'm not too sure. It was yeah. two or three, but that, mm-hmm. the man Kelsey is out outperforming, man. And you definitely got to give give Kelsey his credit too. And people and and people that are out there saying that the Chiefs are underperforming because they're not beating teams by 20 points. Uh, uh okay. Um, you you want to wait until the playoffs, and then they start tearing teams a new one, and then what? What are you going to say then? <laughs> I don't understand what your argument is. What yeah. because they're not beating everybody by twenty points that that they're weak somehow? Are you out of your mind? That this was a game you could say play down to your competition, kind of. Yes. You know, you want to say it that way. Yes, I agree. That's what it was. You know, imagine I mean, you just winning games. Game. You're just winning <laughs> over and over and over again. Like, it's almost like a boring thing. You're not even really getting challenged. Then, you know, the, the thing about having bad tape like that is it's good because the coach could point out to you, hey, man, we almost lost this game because you didn't do this and do this. Let's do this better. This team, it, it, how much more can they do they have to prove after what they did in the Super Bowl last year, <laughs> I guess I guess more I guess more than than enough. I mean, you know, at, at the end of, at the end of the day, the Chiefs are the top team in the NFL, and they show and they show why hands hands down. So until somebody can beat them in the playoffs, they still the top team. The road to the Super Bowl go. goes through them. So exactly. Uh, we got a good game. Uh, Steelers beat the Colts, and well, Steelers in a must-win, uh, must-win situation. Beat the Colts, twenty-eight to twenty-four. That was a big comeback for the Steelers too. Colts had that game; they were up by a lot, and uh, Steelers fought back. Maybe this is the Steelers, you know, wake-up call that they needed heading into the playoffs. Uh, Ben's gonna have this week off against Cleveland, but I don't see them playing playing down or whatever against Cleveland because I don't see them gifting them a, a playoff spot. So Pittsburgh is going to, going to try to stay on point this week and, um, and try to win that, that number two seed um, against Buffalo. So that would be interesting. Yeah, that's definitely an interesting t- um, um, thing for me. Um, um, to me, that's champ, that's championship caliber. Um, ben, uh, this is, this is the kind of team Every time, every time uh, my friends ask me what I want the Jets to be, this is what I want the Jets to be. You know, even on the the, the moments when you want, when you think that they're gonna lose and they've sh- they've played subpar football and and everybody's like, oh my god, the Steelers are sinking fast. They come in, they're down by a lot, and then they fight all the way back to win the game. And they've done that for so long now that you forget that it's kind of like a science that the Pittsburgh Steelers have from the owners down that they just never give up, man. And they fight every day and they're a tough team, you know, even if they're, they have problems and, you know, we know that they have issues running the ball and and they have an older quarterback and all that stuff. They're just a great organization and they pull out wins when they have to sometimes. Yeah, shout out, shout out to the Steelers. Um, I know we've been on, we was on their head for the past what three weeks, <laughs> but they did, they did something right. Um, and hopefully they could just keep that going, uh, going into the playoffs. 
Um, Chicago dominated the Jaguars, forty-one to seventeen. Big win for Chicago. Trubisky staying hot <laughs> late in the year. Something we were not expected to see. Um, Jacksonville keeps losing, doing the right thing for them to get their number one spot. Uh, Bears still staying alive for the playoff spot. They need a win, though, against Green Bay this week. Uh, let's see if they can pull it off. Yeah. Um, uh, Trubisky um, showing you the reason, the kind of flashes that the, that the, the Browns, the that the Bears saw that's, that made them choose him in the first place. Um, unfortunately, he's been so inconsistent as the reason why he had lost his starting job. Um, but that doesn't mean he's not a talented player. He is. And you, you could see that there. Um, uh, I think, I think they, I think that team and that team is another team that I think that they've just underachieved and, and only because of the QB play. Um, if they had better QB play and more consistent QB play, they would be a handful to deal with. But let's see. Um, they're playing probably the hottest team, one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. Uh, what What do you guys think? Do you think Green Bay is going to be – what are they – are they playing for something? Is Green Bay playing for anything? Or Green Bay playing, playing for uh, first week by. Yeah, the number one oh, team. Well then, well, then, yeah, nah, nah, I don't see them beating Green Bay then because that's a pretty – that's a pretty handy thing to have going into the playoffs. Yeah, no, any team would want that that week off. And Green Bay would like those playoff games going through them this year in the playoffs. Remember last year, I, I remember it so vividly that Aaron Rodgers, after they lost to San Fran in the championship game last year, he said, we, we got to have, we got to start having these games at home. And, um, and this is exactly why, you know, you want to play, if you're Green Bay, you want them, you want these teams coming to Green Bay, middle of January, late January, when it's like 20 degrees snowing or whatever. And, you know, you want a team like the Saints playing you there. So that's, uh, that. this is Green Bay's plans. I don't think Green Bay is going to lose to Chicago, but you know what? Anything's possible. Green Bay lost their tackle uh, for the rest of the year. So that's that's going to be a big loss for them. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but you know, it showed it showed against the Titans <laughs> at at Lambeau Field with all that snow, with the, with yep. the snow that Lord Jesus, you put the Packers in that situation in in the playoffs. They they very dangerous. So oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the next game. Oh, the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens crushed crushed the Giants, twenty seven to thirteen. Yeah, the Giants had their little run, but they're just not there yet as a team. Uh, you know, I think the jury's still out on Daniel Jones. I know a lot of people <laughs> annoyed him as a franchise quarterback, but... That's an understatement. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't exactly have the greatest weapons either, but, uh, you know, I think the jury's still out on him. Giants, I think, are headed in the right direction. I, I like their head coach, but um, Ravens... Ravens are the Ravens. They're they're getting back in gear. Uh, they need one more win to get back into the playoffs. So I'm sure they'll they'll get it. Yeah. No. Shout out to the Ravens. Um. They they hot yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah I agree. Sweet. Yeah, I agree with the I agree with the Ravens being hot, man. I agree with you, um, Davin. I also agree that the Giants are kind of on the right path. They unfortunately don't have an answer QB yet. 
Um, I don't know if the weapons is the problem for Jones. I think Jones's uh, propensity for fumbling is the issue. Uh, the propensity to turn the ball over is the issue. Um, if he could get that under control, I think he has enough flash as a player to hold the line. But I don't, like you said, I think the jury's still out on how good he could be because all you could see is unfortunately the turnovers. It's just too much, man. And we're not talking about like, Oh yeah, I turned the ball over twice today, and then the next two Sundays I don't. I'm talking about like two turnovers a game, or like sometimes three is ridiculous. I mean, he's been better of late with, with that, you know, with the fumbling especially. But um, no, you're right that that was his big problem, and that's he's definitely got to clean that up next year. You know what? And maybe having Barkley back take a little bit of pressure off him as well next year. That'll help. So we'll see. You know, I think we'll I think they're, in the, they're going in the right direction. But and, yeah. and going towards Baltimore, their big question mark is going to be the playoffs. You know, if they get in, they, they got to win a playoff game or else, you know, that thing that that's going to be hanging on Lamar Jackson is going to get bigger and bigger that he hasn't won a playoff game. So, mm. all right, mm-hmm. very interesting. Um, the shock, the shock, uh, the shock, I guess this is soccer, maybe not. Bengals beat the Texans, um, 37 to 31, high scoring. Yeah, I would consider it a shocker, you know, not a shock, total shocker. You know, both teams are, have not been good this year, but Texans should have been better. Um, Texans are going to be an interesting team uh, this year, looking for a head coach, GM. So they could be on the right track or the wrong track with the right combination. But so uh, we'll see. I could definitely see J.J. Watt not, not coming back to Houston after the season. Trying to get his Super Bowl somewhere else. Yeah, there's one man. That player, yes. that guy. At, is at good. this point, you got to go to a contender. Yeah. Um. I. I mean. I mean, the Bengals. That. That's two weeks. Weeks in a row that they won, right? Yep. So. So yeah, they have a little fight in them. Um. I think with. I think if Joe Burrow didn't get injured, I think they probably won a couple more games too. In my opinion. Um, yeah, they're gonna be a good team next year. They're gonna be yeah, a- yeah, yeah, they're they're a feisty <laughs> team, man. It, it's gonna be a, you know, looking forward. It's gonna be hot in 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 the AFC North, man. Yeah, you <laughs> in, got a lot of teams, years. man. Now, yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, um, but well, well, I I just want to see what happened after JJ Watts. Uh, what was it? A press conference when he was going off. I I just see it in his face that he doesn't want to be with Houston anymore. So it's tiring. It's yeah. tiring for a guy yes, you know that has put in the kind of work that this guy put in for him to lose the way he lost. And not only that, see his organization fail him the way they have failed him. You know, unfortunately, that that that's something that's tiring for any player, especially a guy of that caliber. And um. And uh, I hope that going forward, they figure out a way to salvage the, um, not salvage, but, you know, put um, Deshaun Watson where he deserves to be. But I don't think in, people are talking about this kid enough. Um, this dude's numbers is ridiculous. And for, for a quarterback on a losing team, I mean, how the hell are your numbers literally elite? It's, it's, it's ridiculous. You know, they and, took away and, Hopkins. <laughs> right. Imagine if he had good, good, good weapons. This is this dude yeah. is a yeah. This dude is a legit elite quarterback in the NFL, and because his organization has failed him, he doesn't get the shine he deserves. It's crazy. 
4,458 passing yards, which is number two in the league. 30 touchdowns, six interceptions, QBR 71.6 at the top 10. Uh, so every everything is top 10 except for uh, the yards, which is second in the league. And Deshaun Watson definitely deserves credit because I don't think I was expecting <laughs> those kind of numbers. I was expecting good, but I didn't expect above expectations. He's definitely so, one of the more overlooked players in the league. Yes, he is. Yes, he is, without a doubt. Um, I think I can see J.J. Watt uh, playing, maybe playing in Pittsburgh with T.J. Watt. I know T.J. Yeah, Watt is a linebacker, but I can see, I can actually see that. That'd um, be interesting. <laughs> yeah, definitely will. Um, but we'll, but we'll get more to that when the, you know, I guess when free agency come, which would be very interesting. Um, Chargers barely beat the Broncos, nineteen to sixteen. Uh, two teams playing out the string, Chargers. Uh, you know what? You got to like them going into next year with Herbert. Uh, you know, the, there's going to be a question mark with the head coach. Is he coming back? Is he not? Broncos uh, is Locke the answer? I don't think anybody knows yet. <laughs> I think Denver's hoping Locke is the answer, but we just don't know. Um, so that team's a little bit, you know, a bunch of question marks as well. But uh, I, I like the Chargers heading into next year. Yeah, me too. Actually, I like both these teams. I think, I think, um, I think the 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 early coronation of of what the Broncos were going to be, what people thought they were going to be, was kind of ridiculous. I know on paper what they look like, but I had to give him a shot, man. It, the kid is a young kid. He only had played six games, I think, last season when everybody was, oh, he's the next. Nah, this is the NFL, man. You don't just all of a sudden come on board and just, you know. You know, it's very rare that you do that, especially in the NFL when you have so many young guys around you. Um, I think, I think, I think when his skilled position players get a little bit more excite, uh, a little bit more experience under their wings, I think they're going to be um, helping a little more. I uh, like, I like Chris said, I totally agree. I think um, you don't know what he is yet, but um, the future is bright for him. With uh, with uh, the Chargers, I am very excited what they could be, man. Um, I think if, give that kid another offseason, man. Give that kid another offseason with his play, with his skill position players. Give them a little bit, give him a little bit more protection up front with that offensive line and let him fly. Yeah, um, Herbert uh, maybe want to win up or maybe be rookie of the year. I think it's going to be between him and um, who is it, Justin Jefferson. Um, <laughs> Herbert, 4,000 yards passing, 28 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, QBR 68.1, which is actually very, very good for a rookie that we thought that was going to fail. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, shout out to Herbert, man. Shout out to Herbert. Uh, he, he definitely played hella good. Nobody didn't expect it. Um, definitely excited to see what he does. Uh, Panthers beat Washington 20 to 13. Yeah, that was the the last game for Haskins in Washington. Uh, Washington can't – they – I mean, they just couldn't – they can't lose that game, and they did. Uh, Haskins, again, underwhelming as a quarterback. Uh, you know, we, we talked about him earlier. Hopefully he gets a second chance and he doesn't blow it again. He doesn't blow it like he did in Washington. He had a great opportunity here the last couple of weeks. He could have stepped it up, had some big games. Play garbage. 
Exactly. And he had a chance. He could have, you know, really established himself these last couple of weeks. So this way, next next year going in, you know what? He'll be the starting quarterback without a doubt. But now Washington is, you know, they're hoping Alex Smith comes back, which is mind boggling when you think about where he's come from. And, you know, God bless that guy for what, what he's done. So, um, but this was a missed opportunity for Washington. Um, and, you know, give Carolina, you know, they keep fighting too, especially this late in the year. So that's about it. Yeah. Um, Car- um, Carolina is, is a growing team. Um, I, I, I think I give them a pass this season. I like the, the fight that they had. I don't know if, um, if to reach their ultimate goal, if Bridgewater is the guy for them. Um, but I know their coaching staff is legit. Um, so I, I like that. Um, like I said before, I think Washington, if their quarterback was uh, a quarterback situation was better, I think they would have won that game. So um, that's another team I think going forward that they look uh, very promising. I also want to shout out Robbie Anderson for uh, a thousand yards um, receiving 92 catches. Uh, had a very productive season. Um, that's all. That's all I wanted to say. Shout out! Shout out to Robbie Anderson. Um, Cowboys shockingly dominated the Eagles, 37 to 17. Yeah, the offense finally woke up. Philly's defense, especially their uh, their back end, their defensive. They're uh, the D backs, linebackers, very weak. Um, and after Cox went out, that, that defense just fell apart even more. Um, so their shot at, a, at their division, sadly, is over for them. And Dallas is in the, uh, the driver's seat now. If they win and Washington loses, they get it. Um, you know, is Dallas playing good enough now to ride it into the playoffs? I don't know, but. Um, Philly's got and Philly's got a lot of decisions, man. This this offseason, they're like eighty million over the cap, uh, heading into next year. So you're going to see a lot of trades, a lot of restructuring, cuts, and and you got the quarterback issue now because Hurts. You don't know if he's the right guy. You don't know if Wentz is going to get traded, and you don't know who else is going to get fired. Is Peterson going to go? Is Schwartz going to go? Is the GM going to go? So Philly's Philly's a mess going into this offseason. So Jeffrey Lurie's got to really straighten his team out. He's got to put his foot down somewhere and and really straighten his team out. Agreed. Um, I think I think uh, I think the Eagles have a lot of work to do, man. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't envy that that GM at all. And and unfortunately, like uh, Chris uh, Chris has pointed out multiple times, um, he is literally. Uh, you could kind of say that he has failed that team since the Super Bowl because he haven't really made. They haven't had good a good draft uh, since then. Um, uh, you know, so so they failed them. So I I don't know, man. Um, it's just one of those teams. I I, I just want to see what's gonna happen going forward, moving forward for them. Um, this is this is the only good game Zeke has had. Uh, all season, which is very sad, but he had a good game. Um, Cowboys, I guess they clicking, but um, no matter no matter who wins the NFC East, they they will lose against whoever they play. 
uh, next week. So there it goes. But I guess shout out to the Cowgirls. I met the Cowboys. So yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, good one. <laughs> um, the, the Seahawks. Seahawks uh, defensively uh, beat the Rams twenty to nine. Yeah, I, I tell you, Seahawks defense is coming together, and if their offense gets going like it did early on, that's a team to watch out for in the playoffs. And the Rams, you know, we said it earlier, Goff is done. I think he broke his wrist or something or his thumb. So broke his thumb. Uh, thumb, right. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's a big loss and no Cooper Cup next week. So maybe the Rams are not even going to make the playoffs. And, you know, a few weeks ago we were talking about that was a team to watch out for in the playoffs. And now, you know, they may not even make it. Yeah, I mean, the the – it's sad. It's sad to see yeah. a talented group of players like that fall uh, fall by the wayside. I think I think I would have loved to see them in the playoffs. Um, I I still would like to see them in the playoffs, but with their QB problem, unfortunately, I don't know how much of that we're gonna see. Um, and uh, the Seahawks, man, like I said before, that's just Seahawks stuff. They they literally uh, never say die. Um, they they have their you know, their issues during, throughout the season, but they always seem to pull together pretty good seasons and get themselves in the playoffs. That's a, t- a testament to their coaching staff. And with Goff, they were saying he's having the same surgery as Breeze had last year on his thumb when, and Breeze missed five games or five. There weeks. you go. Yeah. So, yeah. He's done. If, he's done. Even yeah. if they make the playoffs somehow. Right. It's he's still easy. done. Yeah. Um, uh, shout out to the Seahawks for the win. Um, not the best, but you know, but the win is a win. Uh, Packers dominated the Titans, forty to fourteen. This, I, I think, this points out Tennessee's defense is just just not good enough for a playoff team. Um, they can't get into a, a game like this where the other team scoring 20, 30, you know, thirty, forty points. Um, you know, Tennessee's got that a good offense for the playoffs good running game obviously with Derrick Henry um but um you know it it just highlights Tennessee's defense is just not not quite there maybe next year with some moves but this year they're just not there defensively um so but in Green Bay it just looks like they're they're in playoff mode they're they're ready to go you know and if they get the home field that's the exact kind of game they want to (laughs) play Yeah, um, I thought I thought Tennessee would have showed up for that game. The fact that they did not, especially on defense, like you said, um, I think that that spoke volumes. I think I think um, I think uh, the Green Bay Packers did something on defense that I wasn't expecting, and I think I, I more than anything, I think it they were led to do it by force because I think one of the the dime package or nickel package linebackers. Or, or safety, would you call him, because he's a smaller guy, was injured. So they were forced to use three linebackers instead of their regular one linebacker and multiple defensive backs or two linebackers and multiple defensive backs. So literally, <laughs> they, were play, they were playing a, a game plan that actually uh, was fit for beating up on the Titans' strength, which is running the running game and which they played really well. I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that the Packers defense to stop the run the way they did. If that defense could show up the way they did against the Titans, man, I don't know. Uh, 
I uh yeah, I, I see Green Bay and the Saints in the playoffs in, in the for the NFC championship. <laughs> I yeah. mean that's I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's way? what it looks. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Who else? Could Who do else? Maybe Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That's the only other team. But but you know that that's the thing. The the thing we don't know is is the last couple games is that really what Seattle is on defense or <laughs> the the first ten games of the season where that defense was. And and the last trash. they haven't played, you know, great offenses great. either. There you go. Exactly. But, but they have showed up. So, you know, maybe they have started to turn the corner. You never know. Yeah. Whoever, know. whoever goes the, against the Packers. No, nah, go right ahead, Sean. All questions will be answered in the playoffs. <laughs> it will be. That's it. At the end of the day, um, in order to beat the Packers, you got to find a way to shut down Devontae Adams. <laughs> oh, 109 100, catches, 1,328 uh, receiving yards, and 17 touchdowns. Ridiculous. Yep. Yep. Ridiculous! You gotta stop him and let the other guys beat you. In order, I want to. I wanted. I wanted to. I wanted to make a point because I sent something for you guys on Twitter about the guy that called the king of footwork or whatever that trains the the wide receivers and the cornerbacks and running backs in the league. Trains a lot of them, um, and every time, especially around this time of year, later in the season, where we always talk about these wide receivers. It's like, oh man, this guy, he runs a 4-2 and he runs a 4-3. You know, you do you remember what time Adam runs and Adam ran, ran in his in his uh in his uh scouting? No. Probably probably I think, I think I it was like, like 4-4. 4, 4. 4, 4 yeah. Right. It was 4-4-5 or 4-4-7 four, four, or something like that. Hmm. And you still can't stop him. You know why? Because he is the king of getting separation. That's it. You don't have to be fast. You have to be quick. And that dude is quick. I mean, the way he gets out of breaks, man, and the way he sets up his breaks, and he does the stuff he does, man. That, I mean, he is just a king. There's like, there's not too many people that could do what he does, man. That, that's, that's why he's always wide open. He's not that fast. You know, he's not Henry Ruggs fast. He's not Tyreek Hill fast. He's always open, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. Shout, out, shout, shout out. out to the guy, man. He's great. Yes, he's, yeah. Shout crazy. out to him. And last but not least, Buffalo dominated the Patriots, thirty-eight to nine. Yeah, Buffalo. Oh, they needed that. And Josh Allen is the he's throwing his name in the ring for MVP as well. But it's crazy. It's probably going to go he'll, to Rogers. He'll get comeback. Holmes. He'll get comeback player of the year. Or most improved. For Josh Allen. Yeah, most people. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. You, you get it. Man. Amazing year for him, you know. Um, and Buffalo, too, finally dethroning the Patriots. This was their final nail in the coffin. Um, and uh, and Buffalo is a dangerous team in, you know, heading into the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, man. You don't want to be facing that team the way they're playing right now. And, um, and I keep pointing out the fact that. I know everybody is talking about the fact, and, and rightly so, talking about Stefan Diggs and that monstrous season he had. Don't forget about John Brown. Don't forget about Cole Beasley. Don't forget about their tight ends. These, that team has a plethora of weapons. And, and all they need is for Josh Allen to be st- steady and strong enough and get those guys the ball when they need to. 
and they're going to cause you a world of hurt, man. That team is way more potent than people give them credit. And, and I think they're just down the stretch. They've just been showing off. That's it. Yeah. Finally, shout out to Josh Allen. Thank you for giving me my uh, win against Chris uh, in the fantasy football. <laughs> even though it's even though it's the fifth spot, whatever. But you know, it was a good game because Chris thought Chris maybe thought he had to win, so Josh Allen shut it down. Yeah. Thank. So also, out. thank you, Josh Allen, for giving Davin the win over me to push me all the way to seventh place. <laughs> Man. Yeah, but it's all it's all good. Everything is everything. Um yes, sir. let's let's get to our, our last week predictions. Uh Chris, we 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 gonna say that you won this season, but you can give us the update on the wins. Yeah, we all we all didn't have a good week last week for some reason. Uh oh. last week I had nine wins, Charmin had eight, Davin had six. So none of us really did well, but so the uh the point total going into the last week of the year. Um, I'm leading at 162. Charmin is at 154, and Davin's at 143. So Chris yep. has won the championship. <laughs> There's no way none of us will catch up. <laughs> it's, it's okay. We will we'll we'll do a playoff prediction. And yeah, we'll, definitely. We'll really get down to that. Um, definitely. The, the first game: Dolphins against the Bills. I'm going to go with, I'm still going to go with Buffalo, even though when, you know, they might be uh, sitting guys, but I still think Buffalo is going to want to win that number two spot. And if they get, if they get to two early, you know, they can't go to Fitzpatrick after that. So I'm going to go Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo, Buffalo all the way. Yeah. uh, Buffalo indeed. Um, Ravens against the Bengals. I'm going to go Baltimore. Baltimore hands hands down. I mean, I know we saw some crazy stuff from the Bengals. Um, wasn't wasn't it a few years ago that the Bengals beat the Ravens and took them out of the playoff spot? Uh, I think so. With, with that catch, the AJ Green and crazy ending. I think it was like a hell Mary at the end, and AJ Green caught it for overtime, something like that. Hmm. It was right. a couple of years ago. I remember. Yeah. I, I remember yeah. it was like a four o'clock game, something, something crazy like that. <laughs> and Baltimore still needs to win, so they're, they're not sitting anybody. Yeah, and Baltimore's <laughs> hot, so yeah, it's the Ravens indeed. <laughs> so, uh, still is against the Browns. Uh, I'm gonna go Pittsburgh. They're, they're not gonna, you know, let Cleveland into the playoffs. So I'm gonna go Pittsburgh with or without Ben. Yeah, I go Pittsburgh too. Yeah, I'm I'm going with Pittsburgh. This will be the most disappointing season for the Browns. Um, to win ten games and to still not make the playoffs. So there it goes. Um, Vikings against the Lions. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I mean, doesn't matter at this point. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm just gonna go Detroit because this might be uh, Stafford's last game in Detroit. Mm, interesting. He might get traded. I'm going. Yeah, I'm going Vikings. I think the Vikings are a good team, and and I think and I think the fact that the Detroit can still can't stop the run with uh, Davin Cook on the field that's best play on the field in my opinion. So, I think Cook is not playing. Oh, isn't he? I think. I think because of it's the last game, and like, who really cares at this point? <laughs> yeah. Oh, if he's not playing, then Detroit wins that game. And another conversation we need to have is where does Mavin Jones sit? at the table when it comes to 
free agent offseason wide receivers because I think he's a very talented player. And I don't think a lot of people are talking about how good would, he is. I would put him as the second tier receivers, but I mean, I wouldn't mind him. I'm not putting him down or anything, but I think he's oh, like he'll, he'll, he'll get signed, guaranteed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that dude is good. He, he's yeah, good enough. <laughs> yeah, he'll get signed, guaranteed, but yeah. I, I will go with Detroit as well. Um, you got Cowboys against the Giants. I'm going to go Dallas. Um, I mean, I know the Giants don't want to lose, you know, because they still got a shot at the, the playoffs also. But um, I'm going to go Dallas. They're, they're hot right now. Yeah, Dallas, man. I, I Yeah, the one team is pretty cold right now, and the other team is just firing on all cylinders. So, yeah, I say Dallas. Uh, I'll, I'll pick the Giants. I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> Zeke Zeke had one one good week, and I I don't see him doing that same thing again. I'll I'll go with the Giants. Um, Falcons against the Buccaneers. I'll go Tampa Bay. I'll go with the Falcons. To be, yeah, I'm going with the they're Falcons. They're gonna rest too. Tom Brady. They're gonna rest Tom Brady in the rest of. I'm going. Yeah, I'm going with the Falcons. Yep, I'm yeah, going to Falcons. I'll go with the Falcons. Yeah. Um, Packers against the Bears. I'm going to go Green Bay. They, they want that number one seed, so there's, they're still going to be playing. Yeah, Green Bay for me, too. Um, yeah, Green Bay. Raiders against the Broncos. Uh, I'm going to go Vegas. Yeah. I hmm. guess I'll go with the Raiders. <laughs> I think yeah. I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with the Broncos. Mm. Interesting. I'm, yeah, I'm pulling a Davin on this one. <laughs> that, that's kind of a <laughs> point flip, though. That game. <laughs> that's yeah. Right. Uh, Jaguars against the Colts. Colts need to win, so they they gotta. I think it's they, they gotta be the pick. Yeah, Colts 100. They. Uh, I mean, the Jaguars will probably give them a fight first quarter, and then after that, they cook them. Philip Rivers and I'm sure be hot. So I'll go with the Colts. Um, you uh, Chargers against the Chiefs. I'm gonna go Chargers because uh, what's his name is starting. Mahomes is not starting, so I'll, I'll go Chargers. Mm. I'll yeah, I'll go Chargers too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll pick the Chargers. Um. Cardinals, the game of the week. Cardinals against the Rams. Uh, well, no golf or no cup, so I'm going to go Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. Makes I'll too much sense. I'll, I'll pick the Cardinals. Uh, Seahawks against the 49ers. I'm going to go Seattle. They still got a shot at that number one spot, so. I'm going 49ers. I think 49ers want to spoil the fun here. I think 49ers has a shot that's what in the front. I go 49ers. I'll go with the 49ers too because Kittle was excited to uh, to get to get Arizona possibly out of the playoffs. So I'm gonna go with the 49ers too. Um Saints against the Panthers. Saints still wanna win. They don't want to play in Green Bay in January. Yep. So I'm gonna say the Saints. Saints. I'll put I the agree. Saints as well. Um Titans against the Texans. Tennessee still has to win, I think, to get in. So, mm-hmm. gotta see. Uh, Titans win. If Titans win, they win the division. So, uh, yep. so Titans. Um, and last game is this is the Sunday night game, which is Washington against the Eagles. Oof. 
is another ugly one. Um, uh, let me check Alex Smith. Um, status. Playing, right. I don't. I, they they don't know. Um, I'm gonna go Philly week. anyway. I, I just I don't think they want to let this team win on their turf. Let them celebrate. You know all that kind of crap. So I think they got too many veterans, too much pride. Uh, I'm gonna go Philly. I'll go Washington. I think Washington also has pride. They want to win this. I think they've they 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 regret right on the cusp of making an improbable run to win in this division, which I don't think anybody saw happening in the beginning of the season. So I think they won't uh, win it. Says uh Ron Rivera, um I guess Alex Smith practiced. His his moments were much more fluid. So I'm thinking Alex Smith possibly will play. Um Terry McLaurin didn't uh practice. So I don't know if he's playing, but I'll probably oh, really? if that, yeah, he didn't practice. Um so I don't know. I don't know what the status is going to be. So, but I will still go with Washington and Alex. If Alex Smith comes, he'll he'll be the light and shine, shining armor for Washington. Because Lord Jesus, the fans out here will will go crazy. Even even if they win seven games, they just happy to win that division. And it's the same for the Cowboys. Cowboys fans, and I gotta I'm, I'm gonna have to hear one of their mouths on Monday. So. <laughs> let, let the games begin, but yeah, let it begin. Other, right, <laughs> but other than that, that's it for our podcast. Make sure you follow us at Just Fans Podcast. Happy New Year, New Year, New Beginnings for everybody, and we hope this will be a, a way better year. And, and we happy that 2020 is out the way. So until next week, we take a flight. Take, take a flight. flight.